The Dallas Stars suffered their first regulation loss of this young NHL season against the Ottawa Senators, and it sure was not a pretty one, folks. On today's episode, we'll talk about the loss and talk about why it happened and why we need it to not happen that way again. Of course, we expect this team to lose some games here and there, but there was a lot to not like from this game and a lot of things that we need to see removed quickly from this team if they want to keep competing in the Central Division. We'll talk about this game against the Senators, and then we'll close things out with a quick preview of tonight's matchup against the Boston Bruins. No rest for the weary, and that goes for the Dallas Stars. Tons to talk about on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Tuesday, October 25th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. If you're new to the YouTube channel, please do consider hitting that subscribe button. We just recently crossed 9,000 subscribers. Thank you guys for that and for the continued support. We are now less than 100 subs away from reaching our goal of 1,000 by the end of 2022. It looks like it's very possible. It looks like we are going to reach that goal. So if you're new to the YouTube channel, smash that subscribe button. It is free. We are also free and available on all podcasting platforms, no matter where or how you choose to listen. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Stars. And while it's exciting that we crossed 900 subscribers, a little less exciting uh, is what we saw from the Dallas Stars last night as they headed to the Canadian capital city of Ottawa, uh, where they took a pretty brutal loss to this Senators team, a new-look Senators team that has acquired quite a bit of talent both through the draft over the years and especially this summer uh, through some trades and free agency. Alex Dabrinkit, Claude Giroux, just to name a few, and of course Shane Pinto uh, coming seemingly out of nowhere and has thrown his name in the ring as a dark horse Calder Trophy uh, contender and maybe not much of a dark horse anymore. He is off to a scorching start to the season. Uh, a really good effort all around by the Senators team and a much-deserved win on their part, but a lot to be concerned with on this Dallas Stars end, at least in this game. And hopefully these are some things that, you know, don't come up and don't rear their heads uh, in the future, especially tonight as the Stars look to defeat the Boston Bruins. But in all, it just really felt like the Stars were due for a game like this. And of course, the season isn't over. Uh, the magical, you know, fantastic run to start the season I don't think was a fluke. I still think that this Stars team is very good, uh, and they just lost on the road to another team that is young and fast and also very good and is competing in the toughest division in the National Hockey League in the Atlantic Division, and, and I think that that just happens sometimes. Sometimes you have a bad night, but it just really stings, this loss does, after what we've seen 
uh, you know, early on this season from the stars. And it really just doesn't help the circumstances in which this game was lost. It really just felt like we were watching the Dallas Stars of last season. I feel like several times last season, the Stars were either shut out or bested by an inferior goalie. And much respect to Magnus Helberg, who played a fantastic game and just his sixth NHL game. He's over 30 years old. He spent the majority of last year and I think the past several seasons in the KHL, not the American Hockey League, not the AHL, the KHL, uh, not even playing in North America and due to some injuries to Anton Forsberg and Cam Talbot, Helberg has to step in for the Sins and plays a pretty fantastic game. And it just felt like that's something the Stars did last season, even though they had the better goalie on paper in net and seemingly also had the advantage as far as veterans on the team and things of that nature but an all-around good game from the Sins team like I said but the Stars just really felt like the version of themselves that played last year uh, you know they struggled to get out of the defensive zone I think that's a huge reason why the goals eventually did come in bunches for the Senators team uh, we'll talk a little bit about Scott Wedgwood later in the show and I think he did all that he could but eventually once the the holes started popping up the floodgates just opened and it's because the Stars could not clear the defensive zone. They still were taking way too many penalties. The kill still did a pretty good job, but the one time that they let a puck go in on the kill, it really turned the tide of the game. The game felt winnable for this Stars team. Seemed like they could squeak out an ugly, gritty win until the late stages of the second period where Thomas Shabbat drills that power play goal from the top of the offensive zone. And from that moment on, I just I just had the sense, the, the, the sense of dread that this was going to be a game that the Stars were going to let slip away. And it felt a little bit different than that Toronto game because I think the Stars, while they did struggle at times to clear the puck from their zone, it felt like they still played a little bit better and a little bit more with a sense of urgency. And I just did not see that from this team on Monday night. And I know it's the middle of a road trip and road trips are difficult to play on, especially in a different country, different time zones, and just, of course, the grit and grind of an NHL schedule in general. But this was just by far the the ugliest game we've seen from the Stars team this season uh, and the toughest loss for sure. I mean, the, the loss in Toronto was rough, but at least they salvage a point. But this one really does sting. It feels like the Stars, we, we know that they're a better team. We know they're capable of so much more than what they showed us last night in Ottawa. Uh, and it just really feels disappointing. It felt like we were due for a game at this point. And that's, again, not to say that, you know, that's going to be the new standard and that's going to be the trend of things now for this Stars team. I certainly don't believe that. I think that this team still has the pieces to be a great team that can contend for a top three spot in the Central Division because things have shaped out somewhat like I predicted. The Minnesota Wild uh, are... I did not think the Wild would be this bad to start the year, but the Wild have taken a little bit of a step back from where they were at this time last year. And then, of course, you have the Avalanche and the Blues competing for top spots. And you have teams like Chicago that are maybe winning some games that they shouldn't right now, but I personally don't expect that to last. We'll see. But but I think the Stars are going to be okay. And if anything, this game was a good reality check for this team. Uh, you know, a way you can get better is facing some adversity, facing some troubles. And the Stars certainly faced a good handful of those last night against the Senators. So you look at this game, you take what you can learn from it, but then you rinse it from your memory, especially with the second game of a back-to-back -back coming up tonight. You have to remove the negatives from this game out of your memory and start with a fresh sheet of ice in Boston. You're going to have a different goalie in net. Uh, maybe the lineup looks a little bit different. Maybe they take Peterson out of the lineup and put Denis Gurionov back in. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe a game off for Gary Gurionov is the push that he needs in order to make an impact on this team. And 
maybe that makes a huge difference for the Stars uh, at the Garden in Boston tonight. But the, the lesson from this game is good teams have bad games. And the Dallas Stars are a good team. They were due for a performance like this. It was a little disappointing to see them look like the version of themselves from last year. But I don't think that's the new normal. I don't think that's the new standard. I think that the Stars are going to be okay. Uh, and it all starts again tonight in Boston, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, want to talk some about Scott Wedgwood and why he is so important to this team. More on that after we take a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends, Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself and your subscription comes with a free year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I want to take a moment and talk about Scott Wedgwood and why he is so important to this team. But first, let me again say thank you for making Lockdown Stars your first listen of the day. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, feel free to hit that follow button on there as well. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a five-star rating or review if you like the show. Uh, it really does help us out a ton in terms of reaching uh, new listeners and a new audience. Well, let's talk now about the Stars back up goaltender Scott Wedgwood, which despite what the third period would show you, Scott Wedgwood played a very good game for the Stars last night, and the loss should not be pegged on him in the slightest, uh, especially the first period. He obviously gets the shutout there, and up until within the final minute of the second period, Wedgwood was invincible. He made some outstanding saves. If you haven't seen him yet, if you weren't able to catch the game, go check him out on social media. Go check him out on the NHL's website. Wedgwood made some great incredible athletic saves throughout the majority of this game, especially in that second frame. Some great high-danger looks for the Senators. Wedgwood saved 8 of 9 high-danger shots against uh, and overall saved 28 of 32 shots on the Knights. And really what kind of doomed him was that power play goal from Shabbat that goes in. Uh, and, you know, that's just a funky shot. It is on the power play, which the Stars PK had done really well up to that point. But, you know, we've talked about the term playing with fire. That's a term that Pete DeBoer has kind of coined with the Dallas Stars with the way that they're committing all these penalties. And that's something that myself and a lot of other people that follow the Stars have picked up on. And they finally got burned last night and in, in a big way. Uh, I talked about last segment how that goal really turned the tide in this game. I mean, you, you cannot underestimate the value of a late period goal in the National Hockey League. I mean, this, like any other sport, hockey is absolutely a game of momentum, and the Stars were barely clinging on to some form of momentum in that moment, 
And as soon as that puck leaves Shabbat's stick and goes into the net, the momentum is ripped out from under the Dallas Stars and given 100% to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, you just got the sense that they were going to take over that third period and dominate, which the Stars actually came out and played pretty well uh, early in that third period, but they could not maintain it. And after that first goal goes in, Scott Wedgwood finally started to have some chinks in his armor and the Senators are just too good of an offensive team. They have way too much offensive skill uh, to only be held to one goal throughout an entire game. They've been on fire throughout their homestand. Many of you will remember yesterday's episode with Ross from Locked On Sins talking about how electric this goal scoring unit has been for the Senators. I think it was 21 goals for uh, throughout this homestand up until the start of, of the Stars game, and that could be an incorrect number, but still, the Senators just absolutely lighting the league on fire, and you can't just expect them to take a steep you know, dip in numbers, especially with a guy like Wedgwood, as good as he is. I mean, but he, at the end of the day, he is a backup goalie on this team. But nonetheless, Wedgwood played a good game. This loss should not be pinned on him. I don't also think it should be pinned on him in Toronto either. He played excellent there as well. And I think he's done what he's supposed to do through the early goings of this season. And that is provide solid backup minutes for Jake Ottinger and give him the night off. And that's really where the value lies with a guy like Scott Wedgwood. He's so vital to this team because, of course, he can can come in and give Jake a much-needed night off, or he can play night one of a back-to-back, -back, or vice versa. Uh, you have the ability to plug in a guy like Wedgwood, and he's going to be competitive. He's going to give you a chance to win, and that's also the big key is he's a backup that you can put in that you don't necessarily have to worry about a huge drop-off in quality or performance. Wedgwood is absolutely a guy that put the Stars in positions to win last year when he joined the team at the deadline, and he's done so so far this season, and the Stars just haven't been able to execute. You look at a few instances throughout this game early in the game Ty Delandria gets that great look on a wraparound that was called a no goal uh, and after review stayed that way just because it was inconclusive not enough evidence to overturn it I think if they call it a goal it would have been the same result it was really tricky to see I personally do think that it was a goal I think that somewhere under uh, the, the glove of the goaltender I think it crosses the red line but of course you can't see it you cannot get that conclusive proof but you look at that moment maybe that moment goes in favor of the stars you look at a few other moments throughout the game as well Rope Hints had some nice breakaway one-on-one -on -one moments that he's not able to execute on and maybe this game goes a little bit differently. Maybe if Wedgwood is playing with a two or three goal lead instead of a one goal lead throughout the majority of the game, things wind up going differently in this game and the Stars perhaps escape Ottawa with the win. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, of course, you can speculate on that all you want. But at the end of the day, Dallas just played way too much in their own zone last night. And I think that Wedgwood was just having to be you know, on guard way too much in this game. I mean, he's really good for what he is at his age, at this stage in his career, but with, with the Senators getting as many high-quality looks as they got and it, keeping it in their zone as often as they did, that made, li made life difficult for the Stars by wearing out their players and wearing out their defenders and also wearing out Wedgwood a little bit, making him be on guard a little too often for too long of a period of time. And I think eventually the Senators were able to capitalize on that and build momentum. And that is, of course, what led to the onslaught of goals in the third period. But Wedgwood still came in and did his job. 
And he absolutely put the Stars in a position to be successful and win this game through the first two periods of this matchup. And unfortunately, the offense was not able to hold up their end of the deal, uh, which hopefully is something that we can see change uh, in, in future games starting tomorrow night in Boston, but even later this week as the Stars return home to play the Capitals and the Rangers over the next couple of days to close out the week and into the weekend. But the nice part about this whole situation is it's sad that Wedgwood takes the loss in Ottawa on Monday, but now you have a fresh and rested Jake Ottinger who can play tomorrow against a tough Boston squad that's going to give you a lot of similar problems as the Ottawa Senators gave you last night. This is a team very similar. We've got a lot of youth, got a lot of speed, and got a lot of great goal scorers on the roster. And Jake Ottinger now is rested and should be ready to go. Uh, and if he's able to maintain his momentum, he's going to put the Stars in a position to win this game. And the only question will be, can the offense and defense hold up their end of the deal and make it a complete team effort? Uh, and I really am curious to see how this team responds after a tough loss. You talk about it being a reality check and kind of a, the first gut punch of the season. Now it's a good chance for the Stars to show their fans, show us and the rest of the NHL world how they're going to respond to a tough, brutal road loss like that in Ottawa last night. And it's a fantastic opportunity to capitalize on maybe some people starting to question this team, maybe starting to look down on this team a little bit. Uh, you can't ask for a better opportunity in front of a, a good Boston team, a good Boston crowd, going to be a fun and high-energy game. And we're going to talk about it here in just a second. But first, we're going to take another quick break. No rest for the weary as the Dallas Stars drop a tough game Monday night in Ottawa. Now they head back to the United States to close out their four-game East Coast road trip with a date with the Boston Bruins at the Garden. Going to be a fun game and going to be another great test game to see what the Stars team is made of. How do you respond to getting hit in the mouth by the Senators? Are you going to curl up in the corner and be scared of a great Boston team? Or are you going to come out swinging and fight hard and pressure this Boston team and try to escape with a win from what is going to be likely a loud and rowdy building as this fan base is looking to cheer their Bruins on to victory? Can the Stars play spoilers though that is the big question going into this game and can they salvage the end of this road trip and make it an overall successful road trip I think if the stars are able to get two points here overall you get what five points on this road trip out of a potential eight I think that that is really good numbers all things considered it's tough to play on the road in this league really tough to play on the road in this league when you have to do it four games in a row so getting five out of eight points would be a massive success and it would be great for the stars as they look to capture a little bit of momentum going into the next couple of games at home uh, against some good Metro teams. But the Bruins themselves, let's talk about them. They are off to a very good start this season, similar to the Dallas Stars. I think they've taken quite a few people by surprise. I think people expected this Bruins team to be good and competitive, but they are missing a few pieces to this team. Charlie McAvoy hasn't been able to play yet this season. Brad Marchand hasn't been able to suit up for the Bruins yet this season. But despite some people missing, they are playing very well. They only have one loss, like I mentioned, and that one loss, of course, came on the road to the Ottawa Senators. So the Bruins and the Stars have something in common coming into this matchup. And the Bruins' last game was on Saturday, and it was a home overtime win against the struggling Minnesota Wild. A big win for them, and the Bruins looking, of course, to build off that momentum and get win number six on the season. But the Stars have other plans, but it's going to be easier said than done to come into Boston and get the win. They have a red-hot offense right now. 
led by the people that you would expect this team to be led by in the absence of McAvoy and Marchand. You have David Pasternak, four goals, six assists, 10 points so far on the season. Uh, David Krejci is back in the National Hockey League. He was gone last season, a Boston Bruins legend, now back with the team this season. Two goals, five assists, seven points in total. And, of course, Patrice Bergeron contributing as he does. Three goals and three assists so far through the early stages of this season. And the Bruins, as a team, have a plus-eight goal differential, and they are at the top of the NHL standings at the time of recording this. Uh, I believe the Leafs or Golden Knights will also be up there with them with 10 points on the season. Uh, while I'm recording this, that game has just started because it's happening in Vegas, and I'm not going to stay up and wait to record till that game's over, but the Bruins sit at the time of recording this late on Monday evening, sit atop the NHL standings, joined, of course, either by Toronto or Vegas, and Again, they've taken a lot of people by surprise, and a lot of that is credit to a lot of the players I just mentioned, and of course, some pretty solid goaltending as well with Linus Olmark. He has started four games for the Bruins team, seems to be the number one guy in Boston, and he has won all four of his starts with a 2-2-3 goals against average and a 9-2-9 save percentage, and of course, his backup, Jeremy Swayman, has started two games and is 1-1 one one on the season, 5.4 goals against average and an 8-1-6 save percentage, not as good of numbers, but also a smaller sample size and one loss. Not entirely sure who we're going to see in this matchup. I would assume Olmark, but I have no proof of that. And a lot of times I am wrong on my goalie predictions. Uh, given Swayman's numbers, would love to see him in net. But also, again, those numbers might be a little bit misleading because he only has played two games and does also still have a win under his belt. Uh, so you can't just assume he's a bad goalie. Uh, one of the better, more underrated, I feel like, goaltending duos in the National Hockey League. And I'll be curious to see who gets matched up with Jake Ottinger. I'm recording this again late Monday night. Haven't seen anything as far as morning skate or lineups, but you just know for a fact that Jake Ottinger is getting the start in this game after resting last night in Ottawa. And I expect him to come out and give a big performance. And I think that that's something he's up for. Uh, he played his college hockey in Boston. So you have to imagine uh, there will be some friends and some you know acquaintances uh, th things of that nature, people of that nature in the crowd watching. And I'm sure he'll be excited uh, to be playing an NHL game back kind of not necessarily where his hockey career began, uh, but where maybe people started to take notice and think, wow, this guy could be a great National Hockey League player. So a lot of excitement, I'm sure, for Jake as he goes into this matchup. But Dallas, like I said, needs to wipe last night from their memory. It's a new slate. It's a new day. And they need to find a way to play aggressive like they did at the start of the first period in this game uh, like they did against the Senators on Monday night. At one point, they led the shots on goal, I believe, 8-0, to zero, and they had that one goal lead with Yoel Kiviranta's goal. It, that, in that moment, it really felt like we were on our way to another Stars' dominant win. They looked relentless. They were playing fast. They were forechecking well. They were dominating the zone possession time, and just when they had the puck in the offensive zone, they were absolutely making Hellenberg go to work. Uh, and the Stars need to do that again, but they need to find a way to do it for more than just the first half of the first period. They need to do it consistently throughout the entirety of the game if they even want a chance to compete with this Boston team because you best believe that this Bruins team is going to do what the Senators did last night. They're going to forecheck well. They're going to skate hard. They're going to play hard, and they're going to put the puck on net and make Jake Ottinger work for every single save. And the Stars need to absolutely match that energy if they even want to be in striking distance of beating this Boston team 
on the road. They need to apply pressure and give Jake Ottinger that fighting chance that Wedgwood really didn't get in the third period of Monday night's game. I'm fully confident in their ability to rebound and recover. I think that that hopefully will be one difference from this year's team and last year's team. I think a loss like Monday night's loss against the Senators is a loss that would stick with the Stars maybe a little bit longer than it should, and we see them rattle off a few tough losses. I think even if this game does in a lot end in a loss or an overtime loss, if the Stars are able to fight hard and compete and show some signs of life, I think we can still overall be encouraged from what we what we see from them uh, and know that they're coming home to play some games in front of the hometown crowd and uh, against some teams that maybe they have a good chance to win against, like the Washington Capitals and the New York Rangers on Saturday. But I'm excited to see how the Stars respond to the first gut punch of the season and respond to a little bit of adversity. Uh, should be a very exciting game between the Dallas Stars and the Boston Bruins. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and for making us your first listen every single day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, and you can also follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. And find and follow us on social media too, at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune in to tomorrow's episode as we'll be recapping and reviewing Tuesday night's game against the Boston Bruins. And we'll get a little bit more time to do it as there won't be a game the following day, uh, which is always exciting uh, to not have the second game of a back-to-back all the time. Back-to-backs are great uh, for watching hockey, but when you're making a podcast, it makes things a little bit more hectic and a little bit things more jam-packed when when making episodes but we love it we are full swing in the nhl season and it's been a fun one so far and hopefully the stars are able to keep the good times rolling with a win in boston but thank you guys so much again for tuning in and we'll see you back here tomorrow 